0: host of Locked on Rays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Himalaya. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Well, Ulysses, uh, we will be continuing our best seasons in franchise history with the 2010 season for the Rays. But before we get to that, there was actually some pretty major breaking baseball-related news over the last 24 hours. And the MLB and the MLB Players Association and owners, everybody seems to kind of be in agreement that they are open to the possibility of having the season start or could have the entire season played in the state of Arizona. Kind of a, a, a bubble scenario because they have the, the 10 spring training facilities there. They have Chase Field there. So you're right. going to throw all 30 teams right into that Phoenix area. All those stadiums and facilities are within a 50-mile radius and that's how they're going to try to get baseball going. And they're, they, it's been reported that they're looking at as soon as May, which is like three weeks away
1: already. Yeah,
0: Ulysses, it, you have opinions about this.
1: Uh, did my face <laughs> say that to you? Uh, come on. That, I mean, look, we all want baseball. I mean, if you're doing a podcast about baseball, if you're listening uh-huh. to a podcast about baseball, you like baseball. So, Punto. Number one, we all dig it. Number two, how are you going to possibly be able to do this bubble scenario? I mean, you're not only talking about players. You're talking about coaches. You're talking about uh, people who clean the facilities, people that make food for the players, people that transport the players. Uh, You're talking about ground screw members, uh, the cameramen. Play by play guys mm-hmm. radio guys uh, it's it's no no way you can keep that to a minimum of fifty people, like they said in the article and uh, let, let's be honest, may, and on top of that, you want it to be may, yeah like now I don't know I don't know if they, they
0: say may, but there's there's a big difference between May first and may thirtieth, right. I guess, so right. I could possibly see late may if they're hoping like three weeks okay, may first starts, we're all going to Arizona. That seems a little bit, especially if they just kind of started putting this idea together and having calls about it on Monday, that it's going to have to take a heck of a lot of work and overtime to get that done. But I could possibly see late May of trying to get something work. It's going to be tough, difficult, of course. But um, so with this plan, would you be on board with it if it was, say, okay, we we want to do May, but that, that probably won't happen. What about July? Or do you are I'm, you just out of it
1: altogether? Un, I think I'm I'm leaning. You know, you, you uh, there's a uh, Twitter poll that we put out there. Yes, I lean more into the the third one. Yes, I yes I would be okay with a shortened season, mm-hmm. just not not May. If it's June or July, and things are kind of calming down as they're expected to calm down with this virus then yeah, of course, go play in Arizona, play with no fans, take all the precautions that you need if it's okay. And one thing I will say that I did like about that article with our, our boy Jeff Passan or Jeff Passan, one day we'll get the Yes, clear. I think it's Passan. Passan? Okay, we'll just go with Passan. JP, Passin, I like JP. JP, there you go. Um, that this plan has been talked about with you know health officials from the federal government. Mm-hmm. That gives you a little bit of reassurance that they are talking to the right people and the right people are those who know, uh, the situation best. So if it's June or July for a shortened season in Phoenix, sure, go ahead and do that. Um, I just don't want, you know, baseball players and and their families and people that work in that industry, uh, again, food workers, people in transportation, uh, to get hurt by by just trying to get a season going to you know for baseball sake, right.
0: I think it's almost. I mean, as far as like at risk and most concerned, I feel like the players they're professional athletes. They're at the top of their game. They're between the ages of twenty two and thirty five. Like they're the healthy right. individuals of the bunch. But yeah, it's that. What about that fifty five year old crew chief or whatever it is right. or And, you know, the other thing, too,
1: is... Oh, yeah, umpires. We haven't even talked about umpires who are mostly in the older spectrum, right? Well,
0: they've talked about the electronic strike zone of using that and keeping umpires further away. So this could also be kind of an ulterior motive for MLB to kind of sneak in some of their policies or future policies of, okay, we're going to electronic Mm -hmm. strike zone. Okay, seven inning double headers. Okay, we're eliminating mound visits between pitchers and catchers. Once you do that, you're not getting the
1: old way back. I mean, possibly, that, that, possibly, or you, at least you make it a little bit more digestible right. for people to be like, "Well, that wasn't so bad." You know, right. that's why I think MLB did right by uh, not not by waiting a lot on replay because I think that should have been instituted way before than than it did. But but by doing it in stages, getting people, oh, the first thing that they ever did was was it a home run or was it foul? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Little, little, little sprinkle. And they did that sprinkle by sprinkle until we have the game that we know now. But man, I don't think that even if they have a shortened season and they institute is a, a, an automatic strike zone for health purposes, I don't think that that's what it would completely change it now. I think right. it would be. Uh, talked about definitely more in, in serious in a serious way but no maybe I don't setting think it would,
0: up for the future right. just like if
1: you have seven inning double headers that doesn't mean now that every s- baseball season ever will have you know seven inning double headers I think this is just right. a- an asterisk of a season again uh, going to that theme and it wouldn't really change baseball it would change change baseball for one season and are people going to be okay with that I think they want normalcy back. Yes. I think they want some sort of uh, escape from what's happening out there. So, yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for the seven innings and the doubleheaders and the Arizona. All
0: for whatever it takes to get baseball back on the field, yeah.
1: As long as we know that people won't get hurt by doing this.
0: And I guess the thing is, like, when do we get back to that point? And that's more of a broader question of, like, is it, uh, I guess, when every – an infected person, someone with coronavirus infects less than one person. So the numbers are decreasing from there. Or you go with like the Sweden model where it's like you, you still quarantine people who have immune issues and the older population, but you start to let maybe the the younger younger adults and up until 40s and 50s go about sort of some normalcy of living their daily lives. It's It's a very interesting question. The other thing too is like I mean, the hotels, like, you got to make sure. Are, are those workers not saying the workers aren't clean or anything like that, but where has everybody else
1: been? This where's bubble, the, where's the bellhop been? Yeah, yeah. This bubble is larger than, again, I, th- I think it said 50 people in that article. Right. You know, they're, they're trying to, you, a bellhop, exactly. The Do you front desk. Everyone clerk?
0: daily, everybody <laughs> that's going to be around an MLB player, you give them the test. All right, you're good to go. Okay, right. you can. Move, you,
1: do you do it every day? I mean, it's... I mean, I, I will do say, they all take an elevator? Uh, you know, social distancing, for example. How do you work social distancing in an elevator? So just one player per? Every player gets in the a hazmat floor? suit? How about that? Yeah. Uh, or they're in the Put ground, every player you
0: know. in a hazmat suit until they get into their own hotel room, then they can take it off, and only now, then.
1: I will tell you. Usually, you know, you play this as a kid and you actually then started playing as an adult, the uh, you, you know, dot, dot, dot. And the game you always say is, would you do this for this amount of money? Mm -hmm. And now the MLB players are actually going to be asked that question for real. Right. Would you be sequestered away from your family for the next five, six months with no contact with them except for screen, FaceTime and all that, but get paid? Or would you rather say, no, I don't want this Arizona deal. I want to spend time with my family because it's not safe out there. And I'm not doing that and not get paid. Right. I, not, I would not, have to, if I had
0: to guess, I would say a majority, I don't know what the percentage is, but a majority of the baseball players would be on board. Hey, I want to get that paycheck. And I want to get that paycheck for my family too.
1: A hundred percent. I I think so too, because there's no way that they say that. I mean, I think there are like Jeff Passon said, you know, Mike Trout. He's gonna right. have uh, his kid being born in the middle of August. You know, how do you do that? You know, do they do you actually yeah. left, let players go and then sequester them for two weeks more and then get them into right. the Arizona? Like, how do you? There are wrinkles, a lot of wrinkles to this. So, if you're in Mike Trout, would you say no? I don't want that Arizona deal. I want to stay home and see my my kid being born. Yeah. Or. Do you say no. Mike Trout
0: is also in a different scenario because he's already he's already got hundreds of millions of dollars? Exactly. So maybe missing one season isn't that that big of a deal to him. Right. Well, one, one of maybe more of the fringe guys, he needs that paycheck. His family mm-hmm. needs that
1: paycheck. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, like I'm like Brousseau, for example. Yeah. What do you think he's going to say? Yes, let's say play ball or yes. no? Let's not play ball. I mean, if I were him and half, yeah. and I don't think he's married skills. too. Yeah. I would say, let's go play ball. Let's go play ball. Let's do this. And it might not be the safe thing, but if people that are in the health uh, of health officials in the federal government are saying, yes, you guys can do this. Yes. This plan is feasible. Play ball.
0: You know, it's interesting. You bring up Mike Bersow because he's one of those guys that's kind of hovering between the minor league and major league roster. And if this plan goes through, the theory is that they're going to have to expand rosters just now If you're playing all these double-headers, you're playing you in the to, yeah. Arizona Heat, you might have to expand it to 32, 35, maybe 40. That allows a lot of these kind of fringe guys like a Mike Bersow or Brian O'Grady to accumulate MLB service time and therefore get paid more money down the line. So and, I, I don't know and, if you checked Brian O'Grady's Twitter account, but he seems to be pretty <laughs> on board with the move of, yeah, fly me, get me to Arizona. I'm ready to swing the bat right now.
1: And, you know... <sighs> putting the health stuff aside because enough of that um yeah and let's just have a We're little bit darkness. of fun, fun yeah like exactly, a, f- a fun thing here um wouldn't it be cool though to kind of see uh you know tattered glass now and all these guys willie adams like i on this in the stadium seats six feet apart dugout, from each yeah. other with a with a with a player mic and talking about the game and and you know, Ranting about anything with BA and Dwayne, um, and have a little different type of baseball. Thirty-five guys is, instead of twenty-six. The, the the changes that would happen. Mm-hmm. The seven-inning double-header games. Um, it would just be a very exciting, you know, the automatic strike zone for yeah. what it is. I mean, this could be just a crazy season. And wouldn't it be really cool? Again, health thing aside, wouldn't it be really cool to see? A uh, different spin on the game we all love. I, oh, I, I, I'm all for it. It's one season. Do crazy stuff. Why
0: not? Percent, a hundred percent. And the thing with that is too is like, this is an opportunity for MLB to get back into the hearts and minds of America and become America's pastime again. Because mm-hmm. you theoretically have NHL out of the equation. You theoretically have the NBA out of the equation.
1: You NFL theoretically have the Olympics. In September,
0: Yeah. And who knows with the contact sport that that is, mm. that could, we don't even know about that. This I mean, th- we, we've talked about this before that baseball is most set up for to be played in a pandemic, as opposed to those more <laughs> yeah. contact oriented sports where you got people sweating on each other and everything like that. Um, and the other thing too, is like, it, it's just, I one the, the maybe one of the big concerns I have about this is if MLB is able to pull this off and they're able to do this without too many hitches and too many hurdles and games somehow are played on television uh like how much does that make it more likely that oh if we can do this then we can certainly do the the split city proposal between Tampa Bay and Montreal like if we pull this off we can pull anything off that's like a catwalk uh, compared to <laughs> yeah, what they're trying to do right now. Almost,
1: you're right. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a, a thing they can. Well, you know, why not try a, a split city? You're right. That that could happen. Uh, I think there are a little bit more different uh, questions right. surrounding that, but it does maybe give them a little bit more confidence. But um, I don't know. I, I think that if you get the health situation uh, fixed yeah. up, I would I would be down. Oh, absolutely! A crazy, and I love the point you made. By the way, of baseball getting some traction. What the heck are people doing? They're not watching sports. If baseball is the only sport on TV, yes, there are people are going to be like, "No, baseball is boring. I hate baseball. I'm not even watching that crap." Whatever. But some guys that are just you know guys and girls, guys and women that are a casual sports fan. Yeah, they're yeah. just, okay, fine, I'll watch this game. And then they're going to get hooked. I'm telling you, this is a really good yeah. point. This could actually increase uh, MLB fandom. And you mic, you mic up the players
0: too. Maybe you bring some more personalities into the yes. game. Yes, You get more, I mean, think about how many, like just snafus happen by players being mic'd up. It goes on Twitter and you're just expanding the game that way. It's very
1: interesting to I see.
0: So, okay, do you think this happens? Maybe not, but does this happen this season?
1: I'm going to go with yes because I want to watch baseball. Yeah.
0: Same thing. I'm going to go with yes, too. I want to watch baseball as well. <laughs> we host a baseball podcast,
1: for God's <laughs> yeah. sakes.
0: We're, we're a little bit biased, I would say. All right, coming up next, we go back to the past, look back at the 2010 season. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. And that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably started thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery to. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store. No more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Okay, Ulysses, we're going back in the past 10 years to be exact. It's already the 10 10 year anniversary of the twenty ten race season. Can you believe it? No, we were what freshmen in college that year.
1: Man, yeah, that's yeah, that's when we met when this was happening. Uh, We were
0: enjoying the season together. Actually, yeah, we were texting back and forth, and yeah, enjoying the times.
1: I I can't believe it. You know, watching old clips of that season, I was like, wow, man. Uh, especially like, against against the Red Sox. Um uh, mm-hmm. especially not not the Yanks, but against the Red Sox, I was like, man, there was a rivalry there. Like the rivalry right now is not as heated as it was. I mean, you had some characters right in, 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 in that. Uh you know, you had you Euclid, Dustin Pedroia, uh Veritek. I mean, the guys that you just love to hate. Those uh, got so annoying. Especially yeah. Euclid. Oh, that, with the that batting, batting stands
0: and, oh. and his mug and yeah. Just the fact that he got on base like five times out of every ten, time. it seemed
1: like <laughs> it seemed, and you know, doesn't it, it, Pedroia seem to hit in every inning? Spunky, he was just yeah, he spunky, was always yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So man, it was oh, it was fun watching those clips, especially us uh, the Rays, you know, beating the Red Sox. But no, it, it was that was a great season. It was a nail biter, though. It didn't it, until the mm-hmm. end of the season, until the regular season, there was no. AL East uh, Division uh, winner. It, it it lasted till the game one sixty two. It's crazy, right?
0: It, I think it was the Yankees had lost, and the Rays had clinched it from there. But the Rays kind of went the extra mile and beat the Royals in twelve innings. That's right, on October third or whatever, and and closed it out from there and had the big champagne celebration and everything like that. Of course, the twenty ten season, the Rays went ninety six. And why did I, I messed up my record there. 90, they won 96 games. I got that. There we go. Uh, but, um, it's funny because I feel like this was the year that validated that the rays are okay. They're on the right track. They're, they're a team to be reckoned with. They're not just a one year wonder like 2008, like 2009. Yeah. It was a little bit of a step back and they were barely above 500, but 2010, it was like, okay, maybe this team does have staying power for the next couple of years.
1: And, uh, you know, the mainstream baseball media started recognizing them and fans around uh, mm-hmm. MLB started recognizing them. The Rays had three starters in the All-Star Game yes. in 2012. you had David Price starting that game. You had left fielder Carl Crawford and you had third baseman Evan Longoria starting that game. Oh, by the way, uh, Soriano, Rafael Soriano also made an appearance in that all-star game mm-hmm. as he uh, replaced uh, Mariano in that roster. So it, really it it was 2020 was a great year, uh but man, it just feels like that team could have just done a little bit more. They,
0: yeah. It sucks that they had the first round exit in what was pretty much a kind of a I want to say sort of an anticlimactic division series because there were no like super close games and it was like, oh, yeah, the Rangers took this one. The Rays took this one. But we kind of saw the writing on the wall after the Rays lost the first two. Like it's, yeah, they're going to battle. They're going to play. They're going to try to play hard. But the, the Rangers somehow, some way are going to be able to pull it out.
1: Well, it's very tough to, you know, win three games out of five when you had Cliff Lee in the 2010 mm-hmm. uh, form. 2010 I mean, Cliff Lee, man. 2010 Cliff Lee is better than <laughs> a lot of yes. a, a lot of pitchers. I mean, he was just untouchable. And, but the race did work as an away team in Game 3 and Game 4. I mean, mm-hmm. it was thrilling. Pena and, and Longo, uh, BJ got in the action as well. Man, it was awesome to see Baldelli too, uh, you know, in yeah. that uniform. No, really. Um, it, it was a great season. If, if there was one thing, though, that you can take away from that 2010 season if it can be a player it can be a moment what would you say that was for you
0: during the regular season I would say the Matt Garza no hitter oh great is
1: that what great you had pick. or you had something else no I had something else uh, okay I had I had the I Raphael would say S-
0: yeah S- let me Soriano. just say this about
1: Garza yeah is because the
0: Rays had been I mean they had been the victims of how many no hitters to that point point. And Garza uh, finally believe, gets it done.
1: Four I think. Was it three? Uh, because Burley came in oh nine. Then they got Dallas Braden on Mother's Day. Yeah. Then they got Edwin Jackson. Uh so three in in a span of like three hundred and sixty five days. Yeah. So it was nice to be the <laughs> the on the opposite side of the no-hitter.
0: Right. And Matt Garza throws 120 pitches. I, I looked it up again. It was against the Tigers, so I mean it is the Tigers, but whatever. But <laughs> uh, I remember I actually looked back at the highlights and and recalled that Ben Zobrist had the I mean it takes a, it takes an entire effort. It's not just oh, yeah. the the pitcher gets the credit at the end of the at the end of the day. The of the day. Yeah. Well, we also have to remember the defense behind that pitcher. That steps in, and I, I think Zobrist and, and right field, that really had to go
1: back. and <laughs> He tumbled. He took a tumble yes. there. I think it was in the second or third inning that mm-hmm. he made that play. Then uh, there was a double play, which kept the 27 hitters uh, in, in order. He only got 27 uh, – he only faced 27 guys, even though it was no hitter. But he, he actually uh, had a, a double play help from, from Longo. It was a sweet play. Sweet play around the, around the horn, yeah. It takes it takes a village, yes. to to throw a no hitter. It's not only about the, about the, the the guy on the mound, but seeing a guy's uh, pitching a hundred twenty something, you know, pitches or whatever, uh, and, and completing, yeah. a night in the game, even if it's a no hitter or it's or if it's not. Man, don't you miss that baseball?
0: Yes, you won't see the, even even just ten years later. You, yeah. you
1: very rarely, if ever, will see another. 120 pitch performance. I'm not arguing the analytics and the statistics. I'm just arguing for from a um, memory side. It would be just be nice to, to have a Garza, to have a Shields to, to, to throw complete games.
0: But I would say if, like, even as analytically driven as the Rays are, if it was the case where the Rays are trying to get their first no hitter in history, like, okay, let that guy get to his 120th pitch. Like, don't take him out with one out left in the
1: ninth Ooh. inning or whatever. Uh, so, not to veer t- off too way from 2010, but real quick question: If Blake Snell has 80 pitches in the seventh inning and has no hit, whoever is in front oh of him, the God. Orioles or whatever, do you think Kevin Cash and Co. leave him out there? I don't know. I think
0: depending on the ball, they they might pull him. They, they might, might pull especially him. with the injury history that he has. Yes.
1: They and might say, no, 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 you're 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 way too valuable for that. But anyway, getting back to 2010. Yeah. My okay, your pick, moment: Rafael Soriano. It was so mm-hmm. nice to just have a locked down guy each and every time, you know, and he had a personality about him, too. He was shy around the camera, but he wasn't shy on that mount, you know, untucking the shirt after getting that save. He actually yeah. got the record, the franchise record at that time with, with the saves. I think I believe it was 44. He was he was amazing to watch, man. That was a great season. We were very lucky as race fans. In that era, because you got Soriano, you got Rodney afterwards, it was really, really nice yes. moment.
0: really, the bullpen that year was really helped not just Soriano, but Benoit, Grant Balfour, Dan Wheeler, yeah. all those guys. and yeah, it's funny because Soriano he had the untucked shirt, Fernando Rodney had the air every closer has their thing, you know yeah. i don't I don't hate it. I don't yeah. hate it at all. What's I like okay, it. do you know who the Rays traded? to get Rafael Soriano. Do you remember?
1: (sighs) Jesse Chavez.
0: Yes. Jesse Chavez. Yeah. Now they traded Aki Iwamura to get Chavez.
1: Right. And then trade. So
0: I would say that that was a net benefit. For the I think so because I don't think
1: Aki did anything else after uh, with the Rays and Jesse Chavez. No. You know, he he was a guy that you know lasted for a long time, but I, I don't think he was a star or anything like that. So yeah, I think the Rays did good and <laughs> didn't Stu Sternberg say like a month before that happened? There's no seven million dollar closer walking in this do- walking through the door right now, <laughs> okay, guys? And then you know Soriano and then walks Soriano in.
0: picks it. Up. I, I guess what was Soriano making that year? Maybe I seven yeah so he was making sense okay there we go wow
1: yeah how about yeah, it was that amazing i don't know maybe other, that was a cheeky thing from Stu. i don't know he
0: he's he's a cheeky guy so that wouldn't surprise me yeah he likes to kind of i don't know he likes he's elitist sometimes i'll just say that. <laughs> he's he's smarter than everybody else i get it yeah he's, yeah, he's the yeah. smartest guy in the room yes. um although he he's done well with building a, a a team on a shoestring budget i will say on that. a dime yes yeah let me mention this too, by the way, the starting fi- finally, the starting rotation for the Rays, was that not just a basketball team in disguise as a baseball team?
1: <laughs> really though. You, didn't they start like jumping up yeah, after you had, complete games? Yeah.
0: You had David Price at six five, James Shields at six four, Matt Gars at six four, Jeff Neiman at six nine, and Wade Davis at six five. And That's then you had the jumping rotation. too.
1: Yeah. That's a great rotation. And then you had a little glimpse of Helixson in September, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this kid's going to be good. And then the next right. year you had Alex Cobb. Man, the Rays were just a factory of pitching, of starting pitching. It was just amazing. And they still are. Arming themselves with arms,
0: that's for sure. And that that's year, right? speaking of pitchers, three players, three pitchers, pitched more than 200 innings or eclipsed the 200-inning mark. Shields, Price, and Garza? That's correct. Yeah, wow. it wasn't a great year for Shields as far as the ER. No, he was just oh. eating up innings. He was yeah. just uh, God. What is that guy's name? Uh, Blanton for the Phillies back in the oh, day. Yeah, who yeah, just yeah. Eat yeah. Up that was that was James <laughs> Shields that year. Uh, yeah. Also, the other thing that was memorable about that year, it had like some of the like most hated Rays. I guess you had, you, you still had Pat Burrell. Oh. And you had Kelly Shopik. Oof. And now while while Pena was a fan favorite, he was still batting below the Mendoza line. So he had like a really bad year from Pena as far as... He
1: had that uh, six straight games hitting a home run, which was a nice little thing. Uh, But yeah, he definitely did struggle with the batting average that year.
0: It was a very interesting year, that's for sure.
1: And they made the playoffs. And they made the playoffs, yeah. You you can't get too angry when your team makes the playoffs, especially in baseball. When playoff spots are earned, Kevin, and they're not just given
0: before we had 14 teams before we, I, 10 years from now <laughs> you could have 14 teams you could have 16 teams in the playoffs every year I know knows.
1: I'm going to be complaining about that in a couple of oh years Oh my
0: gosh yeah <laughs> podcast you just you say it in your head and it downloads like in a micro trip in your brain and then that's like it's it's crazy it what light. our world's going to look like in 10 years that yes. also last thing on 2010 I keep saying this is the last thing but you, you talk about an ultimate contract year. That uh-huh. was Carl Crawford. Like, he couldn't do no wrong.
1: Oh, that man. Year. Did he, every, did he just get himself... Uh, he got himself just set up the right way to ultimately diss everything that says Boston Red Sox in his mm-hmm. interviews. Uh, in While with the Dodgers. Yes. While with the Dodgers, he was saying, no, that team is crap. <laughs> that time I wish he crap. would...
0: I hope he writes like a memoir or a tell all of just oh. what totally went wrong. With the I Rock would love Prince to read that book. You can be honest, like, okay, you got that fat contract and you're like, yeah, maybe I'm not gonna work out every day. Maybe I'm he not wasn't that I'm... guy though.
1: Personality wise, yeah. he was always low key, and Boston oh. has those lights on you all day long, especially after you were getting that much yeah. money. How much was this contract? Over one sixty, right? Or one fifty? I I wanna say I could be I thought
0: it was like one twenty.
1: It was oh, okay. over 100. Okay. Yeah, it was over 100. But then you have to the, sure. then
0: you have the fans booing you and your own mm-hmm, like mm-hmm.
1: you start to get hurt, your knees are not the same and that was your game, your speed. Yes. Oh. There's
0: something to be said for uh for staying low key in, in Tampa Bay, just saying. I All know. right. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Talk to you Friday.